Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, this is a week that has been circled on the calendar for a very long time. We have 49ers football this week. We have our very first preseason game Thursday versus the god-awful Cowboys and their god-awful owner and just... Gosh, I grew up in Dallas my whole life. I hate the Cowboys more than anybody. So anyway, very, very excited about this week, this Thursday. In our next podcast, we will be going over the game. So stay tuned. I will be staying up late Thursday night, work be damned, um, to make sure that you guys wake up Friday morning with a full breakdown of the preseason game, backups, third quarter, fourth quarter, all that stuff. So just stay tuned for that. Also on this episode... Updates on our Jerry Rice autographed helmet and how to get it and training camp as well, even though they had a day off yesterday. And then our very last positional review. It has been 12 straight episodes of just going through the entire roster of the 49ers predicting who is in who is out, and today is our very last one. Kind of sad, a little bit sad about it. It's been a lot of fun just going through the background of all 90 players and just kind of who they are and watching film, and it's been a blast. So today we are going to finish with the offensive line, all of the offensive line, so it's going to be a good one. Stay tuned because I want to be done in time for the preseason so I can focus on that for you guys. So let's jump straight into it with our training camp update. Again, we are talking about the 2nd and the 3rd, August 2nd and August 3rd practices. There was no practice on the 4th. They had a day off. And, man, more bad news. And we're going to be talking about this guy a little bit later. But Joshua Garnett, this is kind of the big one. Uh, Coach Shanahan came out, and he. this is what he said on Tuesday. Um, he said, I'd be more surprised if he is not out there uh, on Thursday he needs to be out here Wednesday he needs to be out here today I'm expecting him to be there Wednesday and he, I'd be even more surprised if he's not out there Thursday well guess what he missed Wednesday Thursday and Friday and it is actually looking like it might be something worse this, this is the same knee that kept him out all of last year and it was already looking bad before this when he was healthy he was uh, going with the twos and the threes and man this is this is about as bad as it gets for Joshua Garnett, and we will be talking about the different dimensions and the implications of this. Uh, Jeremy Atauchu also was out with a just strained groin. Jimmy Ward was limited as well. He can never get out of his way. Fred Warner had a minor chest issue, but it, he took a pretty big hit, or he gave a big hit, and they held him out for precaution, and they gave Dante Pettis just a day to recover. And so they are moving him along slowly. If you remember, he had that injured ankle during the entire draft process, which is a big reason why he fell to the second round to us. So I guess we can be somewhat thankful for that. But he got a day of rest as well. Real quick, kind of big 
personnel decisions going on. Pearson is getting all of the first team reps with Jonathan Cooper uh, and Garnett out. So Pearson is the starting right guard as of now. We will break that position battle down further if you want to wait till the positional breakdown at the end of this episode that's going to be going on. Now, let's go through some highlights, some good things. I, I always want to get the bad stuff out of the way so, you know, we get that and then you get your dessert afterwards and so you can leave with just, you know, a good taste in your mouth. That, that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Back-to-back days, Adrian Colbert has had a pick six in team drills. He he is as advertised. You know, he came in as a seventh round pick last year out of Miami. He was a bubble guy. But whenever he got to step in in those six last games and start at free safety, he has not paused or hesitated or his play has not gone back to normal. He is playing at an elite level. So very, very excited to see them. They also moved DJ Reed, kind of our slot nickel guy, cornerback, to free safety as well, which is interesting because... It seems like Jimmy Ward and Quan Williams are going to be the slot guys, so they are trying to find a spot for Reed somewhere. Uh, usually don't go three deep in the slot, and I don't think they want to play DJ Reed outside. It's just not he doesn't have the height or measurables to do that. And also of note, Terrell Williams, our other undrafted free agent, who I talked about quite a bit. He, he's kind of one of my favorites and is my undrafted free agent kind of all-star he has had back-to-back days with ints and if you didn't see the highlight go check out my twitter feed man you talk about a full extension and he's already six four six three and a half and a full extension off the jump and just made a insane interceptions two days in a row he's balling out so that backup free safety job man it is turning into quite the camp battle but um anyway so that that's kind of where we're at the defense is still totally dominating the entire training camp, the the offense had a good day two and day three, but here we are about eight days in, and I would be willing to say that it would be six days towards the defense and two, if I'm being nice, the offense maybe got the better of the defense, but that is, that's still, uh, I'm, I'm just being kind right there. The defense is head and shoulders above where the offense is now, and again, this, this is very, very typical. Because the offense is implementing and installing a whole bunch of new stuff. And you have to kind of crawl before you walk. Because if you skip over offensively your base packages and your base plays, then you're going to have a lot of issues whenever the regular season starts. So you got to go kind of slow. And then once the offense catches up and they can audible in and audible out and take advantage of defensive alignments and kind of coverage schemes, that's where the offense kind of tips back their advantage. And in the NFL today, the rules and everything is definitely uh, designed to help the offense be successful. And I think that will continue. The NFL has tried to make it safer. If you watch the Hall of Fame game, Man, you lead with your helmet in any way, shape, or form against a ball carrier or anybody, it's going to be a flag. And so whether you like it or you don't like it, the NFL, if it is going to remain, it will have to continue taking these steps. Uh, Not the biggest fan. I believe in hard hits more than anybody, but you got to protect the people. And you got to be able to make it to where kids will continue to sign up and play. So take that for what it is. It's just what it is. All right. Now, Not only is our first game this Thursday versus the Cowboys, as I mentioned, we are giving away, I introduced this last week, our Jerry Rice autographed mini helmet. It is so sweet. My uh, son is very upset that we have to give it away. I think I'm going to have to buy him another one. 
just for <laughs> Christmas, which is totally cool because it'll be in my house. It's kind of like a gift for me too. But here is how you receive this free mini helmet. We are going to be drawing everybody that meets these three, three criteria next Friday or this Friday, one day after the game against the Cowboys and we will be updating I'll let you know on here and we will reach out to you so here is how you get it super easy and you've already kind of done most of these steps one subscribe to the podcast you're listening good job I really do appreciate it two follow me JL underscore Chapman on Twitter and also Statman slash researcher who's been crushing it lately Cadeau Clayton and that's a French spelling so here we go C-A-D-I-E-U-X Clayton Follow him and then retweet the giveaway tweet. It is my pinned tweet on JL underscore Chapman. So go there. If you don't follow me already, just retweet that original one. Follow us too and subscribe. And that's it. You get to win this autographed goat mini helmet. And it's there. We have been given this by our sponsors, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. And if you are looking or need some ideas for birthday presents, gifts, whatever, this is the place for it. They have... Un, it's unreal the amount of stuff that they have from signed jerseys to posters to mini helmets to full-size helmets to all kinds of stuff so go check it out again that's game day sports memorabilia.com head over there and tell them the 49ers rush podcast sent you now i'm excited this is it let's get into our final position breakdown we're going to go over tackles, guards, and centers, which for the 49ers, guard and center is really the exact same position. If you do not offer position versatility in this offense, uh, really for a whole entire team, but especially at guard and center, you don't have much of a chance to make it. So one of my main differences, we'll talk tackles, then we'll go guards, then we'll go centers, but we're going to talk about all of them. Last year, we kept four tackles. That's not going to happen this year. I think we're only keeping three tackles, and I think we will carry over that additional roster spot, either interior offensive line, wide receiver, or secondary. I think that's going to be, we're going to move, and so in my 53-man position projections, I'm taking away a tackle spot, and I'm giving it to the cornerbacks, because I think we have a lot of guys that we want to keep out there. So right off the bat, Joe Staley, I have three tackles that we are going to keep. Joe Staley, if you don't know him, he is just phenomenal. The greatest offensive lineman in 49ers history. And probably, you know, next to Jimmy Garoppolo, he's probably one of the mainstay, the faces of our team. He's been with us for a very, very long time. We drafted him in the first round, 28th overall in the 2007 NFL draft. Um, he is 6'5", 315 pounds, 33 years young. He's getting old. But he is an absolute beast. He's out of Central Michigan. And if you remember, he played tight end through the first part of college and very, very athletic. And he's very light, only 315 pounds. And you're going to see this trend throughout this entire position group. The 49ers had the lightest starting offensive line in the entire NFL last year. And we got even lighter this year. And, and that's with purpose. The, the reason why they're doing that is Kyle Shanahan's outside zone blocking scheme it is not a powerful running game that's not and what i mean by that is our design is not to drive defensive line off of the ball that's not what we do what we do is we occupy blockers and we have space players like jarek mckinnon that really they are going to create 
by basically setting a pick our offensive line picks and just stays in front of their players and moves and by doing that laterally it's lateral blocking that's what the outside zone is that allows the ball carrier to kind of delay until he sees his hole and then hits that hole. And so our, our plays aren't necessarily designed to attack a specific hole, the A gap, B gap, C gap. Uh, those are defensive terms, but the A, B, or C hole, so on and so forth. Or you can number them, right? Two, two, four, six, eight on the right side, one, three, five, seven, nine on the left side. It, it's a different understanding and a different approach. You are merely giving the opportunity for your ball carrier to make decisions and back cuts on his own. And, and that's why we are so light. Um, we want to pass protect first. That's very, very important. That's the most important thing because we throw the ball so much. Again, we had the second most passing attempts last year in the entire NFL. But then in the run game, we want you to occupy your blocker and be able to block in space. You need to be able to get to the second level on the linebackers, on safeties, and on cornerbacks. And you need to be able to operate in the screen game as well. Meaning you've got to get your butt out there and you got to go run and you got to go get somebody. So that's why we're light. It, it is a scheme it's basically just scheme-driven on what we're trying to do. Now, back to Joe Staley. Uh, started 15 games for us last year and one fumble recovery. He broke his face, literally, and missed one game. I just absolutely love this guy. And if you haven't watched Brick by Brick yet, make sure you stay tuned till the end. He kind of goes in and does a little bit of a WWE-type <laughs> uh, announcer, which is just a blast. But what he does best is he is a run blocker specialist. Back-to-back -back years rated as the number one run blocking left tackle in the entire NFL. He is just an absolute beast. And then on top of that, he's great at pass protection as well. Even though he's smaller... He, he's very different than the majority of left tackles in the league. So he gives – it's a much different matchup versus the outside pass rushers. But he's super quick and agile. He's one of those guys that's probably going to drop 50 pounds two months after the season. Like his body is built to be a tight end. Uh, that's how athletic and nimble and quick he is. However, he packs on the pounds so that he can maintain that size. I guarantee you, he's 315 now. I bet you if he was living a normal life, he would probably be about 265. So uh, he's going to drop. The only weakness to his game, it's age. 33 years old getting up there. I hope that he continues to play. We have him signed through this year and next year. And he's really not that expensive as far as left tackles go. $10.8 million against the cap this year and $10.9 next year. But he is still great. And gosh, he's been named to six Pro Bowls. Um, he's only missed 18 career games. That's it. At a left tackle position, which is just Man, that, that, that's saying a lot. So he, he's just awesome. And one of our team captains and just kind of represents what the 49ers are all about. Now let's move on to his son, uh, Mike McGlinchey, our first round pick. And he is huge, six foot eight, but still 315. So you can see this. If you haven't seen Mike McGlinchey, he's not fat. He is very, very well built. He, he's very slender, six foot eight, three fifteen. He does not have a lot of weight in his lower body. Very, very tall. Obviously, he's a hundred percent lock. We took him with the ninth overall pick in this year's draft out of Notre Dame, and he was the first offensive tackle taken. And his strengths, 
He's an above-average pass protector that has one of the most beautiful kick slides, which is where you get your depth at about a 45-degree angle to cut off the outside speed rusher. He is great at it. A very strong run blocker, even though that's not his kind of where he's going to make his money. And the number one thing that both Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talked about whenever they drafted him is they said his intelligence and mindset is off the chart. So I went back and I was like, all right, man, how can I figure out what this guy's intelligence is? One, he had one of the top Wonderlick scores, which they don't really release all the scores. They kind of release where they finished. He was at the very top. Um, two, if you go watch any of the press conferences, my favorite thing about him was watching the Notre Dame after the game was over press conferences, when the reporters would ask him questions, this kid has a photographic memory. He would tell you which number player lined up where, what the blocking schedule was, where this guy cut in. Oh, this was third down. Uh, it was third and three. It was our fourth play of the drive in the third quarter, I remember, because we were on the right hash. And, like, I mean, you just see this guy go through the plays, and you're just like, holy cow, he comes across like a coach. So very, very intelligent, and he has never missed a game. Durability is incredible. He's never missed a game all the way back to Pee Wee. <laughs> he said he hurt his ankle one time and had to go out for a few series in college his freshman year, but he finished the game, and then he was ready to go next week. That is vital for us. Now, the weaknesses for us, um, he's pretty slow, even though he is – shifty and agile he's not super quick but that's okay he's a left he's going to be a right tackle for us this year and he'll switch over to left tackle whenever staley does decide to hang them up um he has he does have some problems with speed rushers he's pretty good at power because he's got a great anchor step and he's so long he can kind of cut them off but it's interesting because it, you would think with his height and his body build that he would be better against speed guys but the film didn't really say that. And also, he doesn't really have a mean streak in the running game. He's not the type of guy that's going to be shoving people's helmets in the mud and pancake blocks. That's not who he is. But anyway, he will be our future left tackle. He was an All-American last year, and he was pro football-focused, number one rated offensive tackle in the entire college. That's left and right. And he's just hes a solid football player. Uh, he's going to be a 49er for a very, very long time. Now, because we got him at the ninth pick, he is he's a little expensive. Uh, four years, $18 million. So he is 3.3 this year, 4.1 in 2019. That jumps up to 5 in 2020 and 5.8 million against the cap in 2021. And we will have a fifth-year option on him that we will be able to extend him if we so choose. So, this, those are our two like locks for left and right tackle. Now our swing tackle is going to be Gary Gilliam. It's not going to be close. I wish there was more competition here, but it's not going to happen. He's 27 years old, 6'5", 305. Again, very, very light. And he's out of Penn State. So we signed him last year from Seattle. He was with Seattle for a while. He was their starter because, again, they have terrible offensive line. They are very, very terrible. But... He was an undrafted free agent out of Penn State. Uh, this is his. He's had four years in the NFL, and man, it's hard to like him. But the fact that he can pass protect fairly well from the right and left spot gives us some, I guess, I don't know, flexibility. Um, he, he played in eight games for us last year. He started one and eventually got injured, and injured uh, his knee got messed up. But, again, he played 38 snaps for us last year before he got hurt. 
And his his, his pass blocking graded out at 74.7 for pro football focus. That's pretty decent. Very, very athletic. Very, very small. But no aggression whatsoever. And is not very consistent. So th- there's no way that this kid will ever start in the NFL outside of an injury. He's just not... He doesn't have starter-level talent, but his body type makes him valuable because he can pass protect. It's a passing league. So there's probably only about five or six teams in the entire NFL that would value a guy like this, and we're one of them just because of our offensive scheme. We have him under contract this year and next year. Next year, he's a $5 million cap hit. I, I do believe that this will be the last year that we have Gilliam on our roster. Again, if we do cut Gilliam next year, again, we save $3.5 million against the cap. So we kind of backloaded his deal a little bit, and I, this is going to be it for him. If it, I have him at about a 90% making the roster just because there's nobody behind him unless we do a trade or sign somebody else. There's nobody really pressing him for that swing tackle backup spot. So this will be his year, and I think we will draft or bring in a free agent next year. This will be his last year with the 49ers. Now, let's jump over to guard. Maybe one of the, probably the second or third weakest position, starting position on our whole team. I'd say pass rusher is our biggest weakness for sure. And then after that, I would say offensive guard. So, Lakin Tomlinson is our guard number one. Six foot three, 312 pounds, 26 years old. He's a 100% lock. We just signed him to an extension, three years, 16 and a half million. I'll get into that in a second. First round pick, man. We are hearing this over and over and over again. We actually have five first round picks as of right now in our offensive line group. So you have Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey at tackles, and then we have three guards. Lakin Tomlinson was a first. Joshua Garnett was a first, and Jonathan Cooper was a first. So we have five. I think we're only going to keep four. And then our center was a second-round pick. So draft pedigree continues to to be there. And the thing that you take away from draft pedigree, we didn't draft this guy. We traded for him last year. That is his ceiling. Their ceiling talent is there. They just have underperformed as far as where they are drafted. But you have to keep in mind, if – they were a first down player, first round player, which means they do have the talent. They just you have to coach it out of them. So again, from Duke, we got him last year. He started 15 games for us on left guard. As soon as he came in, he started right away, and it's been great. Uh, he's been an above average at everything. Uh, pass blocking 67 percent, run blocking 64 percent. So he's starter quality, but it's a low starter quality. Uh, over a thousand snaps and. My favorite thing about him is he plays with a very, very low pad level. And because of this, whenever he fires off the line, he stays very, very low. He gets a lot of power, even though he's not very large as far as offensive guards go. He, he's only 312 pounds, which most guards are 350 plus. And because of this, he matches up extremely well with the Aaron Donalds of the world. The best game that Lakin Tomlinson had all year, probably his two best games, were against the Rams. The, the first game against the Rams, Aaron Donald played in, and not that he like controlled him or anything, whatever else, but he, he totally, it was by far his best game whenever he was matched up against Don, uh, Aaron Donald. Now, what they did is Aaron Donald still had a lot of highlights against us in that early season matchup, 
but they were all on the right side against Fusco. If you go back and watch it, his sacks and the tackles for loss and all the pressures he got, they weren't against Lakin Tomlinson. So this is probably a big reason why we signed him to an extension because, man, you got to dominate your division first. And th- those are the words of John Lynch. You build your roster to dominate your division. That- that's your primary goal. And with Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald now um, there, you, you got to stop those guys first. And the fact that he had success, hopefully that will continue. He does lack some range and athleticism, and he gets off balance sometimes. But his initial kind of approach off the play is solid. Now, he finished up as the 38th ranked guard according to Pro Football Focus, but after Garoppolo came over and started, man, he was a top 10 guard those last five games. There's something about having a quarterback that can adjust, uh, slide the protection and get the ball out quick and things like that. That improves everywhere. Your offensive line, your running back, your wide receivers, everything. So, um, you know, he didn't allow one pressure in week 17 versus the Rams. I understand they rested a lot of their starters, but still, that is legit. So we signed him to a three-year extension. It's not too bad. So we already had him under contract for 2018. So he's 2.8 this year, 3.7 in 2019, $5 million in 2020, and that jumps up to $6 million in 2021. So that is going to be our starting left guard. Now the person that I think will be our starting right guard is Jonathan Cooper. Six foot two, three oh eight. Again, super light. 28 years old, and I think that he is going to be our eventual starter, but I have him at a 90% chance at making the roster right now, even though I think he will be our starter, and that's because of injury. He still is not cleared. He is on the sideline doing the telephone pole climbs. Man, they look terrible. You basically have to bear crawl across a parallel telephone poles that are kind of horizontal with the ground and uh it just looks it looks terrible so hopefully he gets uh some snaps soon this week preferably but i think that he will be our starter he is out in north carolina uh he was drafted seventh overall by arizona they thought they were getting one of the greatest guards to come out in about a decade and it just didn't pan out his work ethic is probably one of his biggest negatives or weaknesses that and durability he's been hurt a lot so he's got let's see here he started 13 games last year for the cowboys and actually played really really well graded out very very positively he's an elite athlete and great uh first step his first step is unreal whenever he fires off the ball you see him move before everybody else whenever he's out there but again durability is an issue he missed the entire 2016 season and then kind of had a one-year prove-it deal with the Cowboys and played well but then they went ahead and drafted a guard in the second round and Connor Williams out of Texas so they didn't really need him anymore and they're moving on from that so he did have an MCL injury which required him to have off-season surgery which is why he's still out but we have taken him off the pup list but he's still not cleared for full contact and all that stuff he's just doing individual drills we signed him to a one-year 4.9 million dollar deal so there is no long term here he's still trying to prove that he can stay durable with the hopes of getting a big time contract and the 49ers are a team man they would be so happy if he could nail down that right guard spot and then we could just kind of move on so that that's jonathan cooper and let's get on to maybe my favorite interior guy 
That is Weston Richburg, 100% lock. We signed him to a gigantic deal. We'll get into that. Six foot four, 290 pounds. He's under 300. Um, he's 27 years old, and he's from Colorado State, the Fighting Rams. Um, I love their. They have basically the uh, Los Angeles Rams helmet but it's white and green, and it looks so clean. One of my favorite helmets uh, in the college game. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but he was drafted in the second round uh, by the New York Giants, and he put together a couple great years. His college film was awesome. I remember I started going to, into depth and uh, doing my top 100 players in the 2014 draft where I broke down all of those, and I loved him. He was my number one rated guard uh, that year coming out. And so he went in the second round. Having said all those things, he's had some durability issues. He played four games last year and had a really bad concussion. The Giants went ahead and moved him to IR. He was pissed about this. When there was, I think it was week 14 or 15, he came out publicly and said, this is, you know, I told them not to do this. I knew I would be ready to come back. I, I don't know why they did this. And so he was very, very upset, and it was clear that relationship was over then and there. So the concussion, that is a concern. That's something that 49ers fans are going to have to watch out with uh, Richburg because if he gets another one of those, you're talking career-ending type stuff right now. So let's talk about the good. His PFF grades are unreal. Grades out 70-plus in every single category, pass and run blocking. Amazing balance. This guy is an athlete, very similar to kind of a Jason Kelsey type player where he's undersized but plays with great leverage and he gets in his seat and what i mean by that is he is always low in squatting down getting in his bucket uh, there's lots of different terminology that coaches use his butt is low he does not play high he does not play in front of his toes he plays on his heels with great leg leverage and because of that uh, amazing pass protector he, he's not one of those guys that leans forward and reaches for you so that you can swim and get around them. You have to go through him, and he's very, very, very quick. But he, he does lack power in the run game, but with our offensive blocking scheme, that's not a priority. So it, it, it's a perfect fit. Again, this, this signing, Western Richburg and Jarek McKinnon, are quintessential for fitting exactly what we do that you are getting the perfect fit at the perfect position, and that's what Kyle Shanahan has done. Whenever we went through the draft this year, he said that their fo focus in 2017 was just to get guys that we could put out there. Our roster was so devoid. Our focus in 2018 is to get cornerstones that fit what we do. And Jarek McKinnon and Dante Pettis and Western Richburg and Mike McGlinchey, that, these are the guys that are exactly what we are trying to do on offense. And so very excited to see what's going to happen. He's only allowed four sacks in his entire four years. Clayton, man, killing it with these stats here. 2,112 passing, pass blocking plays. He has given up four sacks. That is unreal. So that, um, let's see here. Let me do my quick math here. That is giving up one sack every 500 plus plays. Uh, I'll take that any day at center. So we signed him to a five-year, $47.5 million deal, and it, we paid for him. We paid big time for this guy. His cap hit this year is $9.2 million, and so I'll go through the rest of the cap hits, then I'll talk about what happens if things go bad. 
2019, he is 7.8. 2020, 8.8. And then 2021, we have a potential out where we can get out uh, of this deal because it jumps up. In 2021, it's 10 million. In 2022, that would be 11 million. So I know that that's a ways down. I know that's a ways down the line, but those are options. And if he plays all the way out until 2022, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going to be 32, 33. So let's just say hypothetically things go bad, uh, whether that's injury, poor play, whatever. We can cut him after this year, and it is a $2 million cap hit for the next three years, and then that's it. So uh, we're saving $5.8 million next year. 6.8 million in 2020 and then we have our option where we could just decline that and then we're out so even if things go bad it's not going to kill us financially we're at about a two million dollar per hit per year to, to keep uh to cut him so anyway now let's get into man these are the bubble guys and it's going to be rough now i have the next guard slash center slash everything michael pearson i have him making the roster as of now and I got him at about an 80% chance because man, as of right now, he's our starting right guard. He's taking the starter snaps, but he will not be the starter whenever the season starts. He is six foot four, 300 pounds, 30 years old, out of Montana State, the fighting Bobcats, I believe. I think that's I think it's Montana State Bobcats. If I'm wrong, please uh, roast me on Twitter. I pride myself on my mascot uh, game. So anyway, I, I'm going to look that up after this. <laughs> anyway, he was drafted in the seventh round by the 49ers in 2011, but we ended up cutting him. He bounced around for a while. The, um, he started for Seattle. Um, he started for a couple other teams and eventually found his way back to us this year. We signed him on a one-year deal, and it's basically like a veteran minimum. It's about 600000 Now, he played in 12 games last year. He started four, and he played very, very well, actually, in those. those. It had a 77 grade for pro football focus pass protecting, and he's very versatile. Uh, he's a guy that he can play center and guard. There's no problem there. And, and, again, all of our backup guards are going to have to have a role. That's a big reason why I don't think Joshua Garnett's going to cut it. He can only play guard, and he has major durability issues and he doesn't fit our scheme so this is a guy in Pearson that I do think that he he's perfect for a depth role because he plays both and he he's graded out positive everywhere um and consistently the problem is is just he has a low ceiling he's not one of those guys that you really want to build around your uh franchise around but we signed him from the Colts last year they drafted um you know two guards to replace this guy and it just shows you he he's a depth guy he's not a starter level talent but in a pinch you know he can back up three interior positions which provides some um I guess versatility there now the other guy that I think might make it is Eric Magnuson uh six foot four 305 24 years old I have him at about a 75 percent chance right now and it's going to be between him and Joshua Garnett. I don't think we keep both of them, but the main reason why I think we keep Eric is, one, he does everything. He played tackle <laughs> for us last year. He could play center, he could play guard, and he could play tackle. Now, I don't think he will ever take snaps at tackle again for the rest of his career. That's not where he should be, um, but it is a possibility if all hell breaks loose. 
Um, he's out of Michigan. He was an undrafted free agent in 2017 by the 49ers. He played in four games for us. Uh, he came in at the end whenever just all hell broke loose on the offensive line. And he played 186 total snaps and was decent. He wasn't great. He was playing out of position, but he, he jumped in there. And as an undrafted free agent to get to do that, you know, he's a solid athlete and great lateral movement. He plays well in space, but he's just he's an in-betweener. He doesn't really have a fit as far as guard or center or tackle. He's just kind of a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. And I'll, I'll say this, his strength is bad. And his punch is terrible. So whenever he's going against a pass rusher on the edge, you can just totally see this guy doesn't belong here. So hopefully he can continue to get snaps inside because, again, it's going to be backup center and probably third guard is where he's going to be. Uh, he was first team all Big Ten for Michigan. Uh, he had a couple surgeries and all that stuff. He was our backup center last year and ended up on IR, but... He's on a pretty cheap deal. We have him signed through next year, 2019. Super, super cheap. Now let's talk about Garnett. I have him currently at less than 40% chance of making this roster. And that's sad being a first-round pick from just three years ago. Uh, we drafted him 28th overall. We traded back up into the first round to get this guy. He's 6'5", 305, 24 years old. He's dropped 25 pounds to try to fit our scheme. And his work ethic and all those things in the offseason have been just stellar. The coaching staff, everybody has praised him, but he just can't stay healthy. And so he's already got one strike against him because he doesn't really fit our scheme. He's a Chip Kelly uh, drafty. He doesn't fit the outside zone. He needs to belong in a power uh, kind of pull trap system. And, and that's just not really what we do. He didn't play at all last year. And in 2016, he played. He started 11 games for us and played very, very poorly. So it, kind of the strengths to his game don't fit anything that we're about. Very powerful frame. Uh, he is a mover, kind of a road grader. He drives people off the ball. Great hands, great upper body, but struggles in pass protecting. Very injury prone, very heavy footed. He's, he's a plotter, and he's, he's not quick. He's not shifty. Exact opposite of what we need. Always has balance issues whenever he is trying to pass protect. He gets out over his toes, and his feet are way behind his upper body. And so whenever he's going against quick interior guys, he 0% chance. So if he doesn't get healthy in the next week or two, I would not be surprised if he's traded for a six-round pick or a seventh-round pick or if we just cut them all together because his salary is huge. Um, being a first-round pick, you know, he's $2.5 this year, $3 million next year. There's no way we're picking up his 2020 option. But $3 million for a guard that's probably going to be our second guard backup, I just don't think it's going to happen. So if he doesn't get healthy, he's gone. And the last guy I want to talk about, I know this episode's going long, but this is we got to get this done and ready to go for preseason. Oh my gosh, so excited for Thursday is JP Flynn out of Montana State again. Uh 6 foot 5 3 20 24 years old. I have him at about a 10% chance. I I I really like what he brings. He's very explosive. And he just looks good in film. Again, it's Montana State film, so you can take that for what you want. Um, he was an undrafted free agent for us last year, and he made our practice squad. So this is somebody, last year he was on our practice squad. This was somebody that we wanted to keep around. And eventually we moved him to an IR spot, but I really do think that he's got a chance. And we he is eligible to be on the practice squad again this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if... 
we basically waive him. He doesn't get picked up. We put him on our practice squad for a second year and call him up if something bad, something goes wrong. But uh, just a guy to keep an eye out for. Again, that's J.P. Flynn, a guy I really, really like. So in review of all the people I think that are going to make it, three guards, Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey, and Gary Gilliam as our swing. Um, uh, three tackles, I think I misspoke there. Three guards, Lakin Tomlinson, Jonathan Cooper, and Pearson. And then two centers, Weston Richburg and Eric Magnuson. And again, Pearson and Magnuson can both play center and guard. So that's kind of where we're at. So the next time we talk, oh, we will have 49ers football. So stay tuned, stay strong, faithful. Let's go get that W. I know it's preseason, but man, screw the Cowboys, right? We got to beat those guys. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.